Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and of course taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. And speaking of the Twitch, overwhelmed uh, by the love and support we've seen uh, from our all out live reaction and then our recap show, which we're just starting now, but we had a pre-show where we blasted through our uh, latest sub goal of 1500 subs we are now obligated to do a 24 hour stream again man it's been a year since we've done that almost exactly uh and uh so we'll make an announcement on that when we you know wrap our heads around what's going on right now yeah um and but just honestly like besides that stuff hanging out with people while you're watching wrestling makes wrestling better yeah and for big (laughs) moments like tonight which like I think tonight, basically <laughs> you and I can't Yeah, the big moment of tonight. I think it's not hyperbole to say that all out 2021 is a moment in wrestling that will be looked back upon decades from now as a major, major turning point mm-hmm. for professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the debut of Ruby Soho, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. all in AEW. Uh, was just an a masterfully executed show um, and, and, and debuts. It really, it just feels like a massive, and of course the in-ring, on the top of too. that, yeah. Yeah. the in-ring return of CM Punk, uh, it feels like a big, big moment that we're living in right now. Mm-hmm. And that I don't feel like that's an exaggeration. No, I don't either. I don't either. Um, you know, this has been something that's been building with AEW ever since they were, you know, essentially started, you know, uh, I guess in theory with All In, but definitely in, in, in practice with the first double or nothing. But then seemingly over the last six, eight months, especially, you know, um, they've really gotten a ton of momentum, gotten a lot of good buzz. And then Punk coming back, that was huge. And then they managed to sustain that momentum and then build upon it over the course of four hours. Mm-hmm. He has his first match in seven years against Darby Allen. And then we see Ruby Soho, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson all make their AEW debuts. Not to also Minoru Suzuki. Yes. That forbidden door is wide open. It is massively, massively open. Um man, I mean, yeah, it 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 just feels you can you can tell just by looking at social media, by, you know, in our own, in our own chat here. Um, it's, it's really something else. It's really something else. And and everything that happened tonight is a talking point. So I feel like we'll probably just, I mean, that being said, we'll probably just hop right into it because. Well, I mean, I guess I think one thing that's, that maybe is worth expanding on a little bit is, is 
this show being one of those seminal events in wrestling history because it does feel like a pivot point i mean i was going to say that AEW's built up this momentum and then now with punk coming in seemingly you know at least outward facing it's it's a bit of a catalyst because now you got him you got cole you got daniel bryan and now all that good buzz momentum they had going now you know it feels like a movement if you will you know it does it feels like they have the wind behind their back behind their sails and it's it's not a situation where it's like well they're going to catch up to raw's ratings or wb's ratings it's not really about that i don't right. think at this juncture you know even the demo numbers i don't think it's about that i think it's about generating excitement in pro wrestling to bring people back into it i mean how many times do we see here in, in chat during the stream people are saying oh this is my first time watching AEW. this is the first pay-per-view i've ordered in, you know 10 12 15 19 years you know if, if this is a situation where they can bring people back to the sport of professional wrestling people who uh, either are just new to AEW or are a lapsed fan that is pretty massive that's something that wb has been struggling to do for years yeah even with bringing back all the nostalgia acts yeah yeah. So, you know, maybe maybe I doubt Vince is going to learn anything. Yeah. But maybe the moral to be learned here is that it's not so much nostalgia. I mean, I know a lot of people that signed with AEW, you know, like Punk and, and, and Punk and Daniel Bryan, you can kind of capitalize the nostalgia aspect of it. But I think at the heart of AEW is that they're telling interesting stories. Yeah. And they're telling stories that make sense and are logical and, and move and develop. You don't have endless rematches every week. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, I mean, again, I don't expect Vince to learn anything because I doubt he really gives a shit what's going on on, on AEW. I don't think he'll he care. seems to have his mind set on what he wants his company to be now. And whether that helps its fortunes or not remains to be seen. But you can't deny over here that AEW has a ton of momentum behind. It. No, they do. And it they, feels they, like they they're do. really just moving forward with it. And, and here's the thing. I, I, you know, when we talk about competition, it seemed like back during the Monday Night War, it really felt like, for whatever reason, I mean, I, there's room for both things. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It's not like AEW is going to, I mean, if their ratings keep on going up and keep on going up, if they start rivaling WWE's, then guess what? NBC uh, Universal is going to be sitting on a Monday Night Raw show that has pretty good ratings and uh and 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 Warner's going to be sitting on a show with pretty good ratings and they'll both get a bunch of money for their TV deals and they'll just both coexist. And I think that there's room for all that. There's room for all sorts of TV franchises and all sorts of movie franchises. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't there be room for two professional wrestling companies? And so so the idea that, oh, WWE is going to go out of business or, oh, their stock's going to tank. That doesn't happen because they're a billion-dollar company. They're mm-hmm. making billions of dollars. And AEW is, 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 you know, building their IP catalog and yeah. their, you know, TV rights uh, uh, um, value so that they're trying to eke out their space. So it's like WWE has basically said, we're not going to try to compete with AEW for the talent because evidently all these indie workers that are coming up, the AEW can have them and we'll see how that works out for you. Meanwhile. And so that means people who want to get into pro wrestling are going to have to make a decision. Do I go the indie route? Do I do that? Because the door seems to be closed to WWE at that point. 
Yeah. They just signed Gable Steveson. That's what they're going after. They're going after raw athletes to bring them in, mold them to become WWE players. And they've had success with that in the past. They have. They have. And so is it going to be the kind of thing that, that we want to watch that we, that, that we're going to enjoy watching. I hope so. I definitely hope so. I hope that the, you know, they'd still have the best women's roster on the planet. Um, but tonight's about celebrating AEW, mm-hmm. and they did a killer job appealing to those of us who love the kind of stuff that we saw a couple years ago in NXT that we've seen in yeah. New Japan. They're putting it all together. They're getting those names that like you and I really just sort of relate to and want to see more of. For a variety of reasons, you know. Well, it's it's not just see more of because we saw plenty of Adam Cole in NXT, but and I know I, I I would imagine NXT is a bit looser in terms of the micromanagement that plagues main roster. I would suspect that's the case. I don't have evidence, but I would just suspect that it seems like a more collaborative environment. Now I feel like we're actually gonna get Adam Cole. You know, still I feel like we're gonna get Adam Cole. Mm-hmm, you yeah. know, yeah. Like what his concept of the Adam Cole character truly mm, is, yeah, you know, and it's the thing is, is, is it's, it's, it shouldn't seem difficult. You put wrestlers in positions to do their jobs to the utmost of their ability, and uh, more often than not, I mean, at times at Dynamite things are a little clunky because you can tell, hey, talent here was given liberty to, 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 you know, kind of do hit their bullet point however they see fit in the segment. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works out. Wonderfully, sometimes it doesn't. You have to take the good with the bad in that respect. But, mm-hmm. you know, when when you're loading your roster with incredible talent, people who are immensely talented, um, I would I would take the odds that more often than not, put in that situation, they're going to deliver, you know? Yeah. And it's going to feel more genuine. It's going to feel more spontaneous. And if they're invested on a creative level, mm-hmm. um, I think that's all better for creative across the board mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to being, you know, dictated. You got to do this. You got to do that. Because sometimes... You know, as we see on the main roster, people are doing things that seem counterintuitive to who we understand their character to be. Yeah. Yeah. Things no. don't make sense. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, and that's the kind of, you know, <laughs> that's the kind of wrestler that I've just, that's always appealed. To. That's why CM Punk appealed to me, you know, back, you know, during the, when he was feuding with, with John Cena. I was always a punk guy because, yeah. like, man, this guy, he's about exploring character and telling stories. Mm-hmm. And John Cena was a hell of a, I mean, he's a hell of a wrestler. He still is. Hell of a promo, but like I just never. I was like, you can't kind of come off like a robot. Like I just don't. I don't see yeah. it. Like I don't care about that. I like. I like guys who are creative and the girls most, who are creative. The most impressive CM Punk story in my mind is when they, he didn't have anything for him, so he went home and wrote 14 weeks of television. Yeah, yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I, I feel like at AEW, everybody. No, I know Tony Khan books the show and he has final say, oh, all creative matters. But I feel like in AEW, everybody has the opportunity, if they want to, mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. And it feels like in AEW, if you have ideas, you could talk to Tony Khan about it. Mm-hmm. He seems yeah. like a far more approachable boss, yeah. booker, GM, whatever, than Vince's, where you have to wait for weeks out in front of his office to hope to get 15 minutes with him, you know? I see a lot of I see a lot of I'm I'm curious what the source is on this. Did you hear this? Like the the fact that uh I'm seeing people talk about um Adam Cole walking because WWE said no to the Twitch thing. Ultimately it became, came down to the Twitch thing. Oh really? Could you imagine? I have no idea. We'll probably talk about it tomorrow on news brief because there'll probably yeah, be yeah. all sorts of stories about it. 
But could you imagine for a second if that's the situation? How short-sighted and stupid is that? We said that at the time. Yeah, we did. When they, when they pulled that. Yeah. They were like, this, it's, it's, it's a, a new generation of wrestlers who, A, just enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. B, it's good branding for your wrestlers to do that. Especially a company like WWE that has a problem reaching the 18 to 49 demo. Yeah. Have your wrestlers out there on Twitch on platforms that, 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 that are enjoyed by you know a, a wide variety of people. And on top of that, it's bizarre because it blew my mind. If you go to his Twitch channel, he doesn't even talk about wrestling. You get like muted or banned or whatever if you, if you try to ask him wrestling questions. He refers mm-hmm. to himself as Chugs, and <laughs> he doesn't talk about wrestling. He just wants to play video games, and he wants yep. to. Yeah, I don't know, I, man. I, I, I'm, I, and I, I, we'll, we'll get we'll get more info, I'm sure, on that. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, because I know I know he said on his Twitch stream. Hey, but this isn't going, going anywhere, anywhere. but yeah. you never know. I mean, I've always said if you have the leverage, but if but at the bottom line is if a company values something so much that they're not willing to bend, then they're not going to bend. Yep. You know. Yep. Um. My goodness, what a, I mean, just just a a crazy, absolutely nuts night. Um. Yeah. I marked out. Sorry, it's funny because like, you know, man, I, I I gave it a lot of thought. I gave it a lot of thought about like. You know, I know you said about the CM Punk thing because he was one of my favorite wrestlers. You know, it was because we knew he was going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, maybe maybe the thing about Adam Cole, but like some of it also is just like, I'm just so looking forward to like the dream. Like Adam Cole really left an impression on me over the past couple of years in NXT. Mm-hmm. Like he really mm-hmm. did. The matches he was in, it was just crazy, man. Awesome match after awesome match. But here's the thing, like I mentioned earlier, I kind of felt like we were getting 90 like 85, 90% of what he could do still. Yeah. Like I feel like there's still more there to tap into. Yeah. I've always yeah. kind of felt that way. Like he's put, you know, he had incredible promos in NXT, incredible matches, but I feel like I feel like there's just there's a little bit well, because, that's left unexplored. Because like almost everything in NXT, save for maybe the Champa Gargano stuff, everything there is always just a little bit compromised by, well. What's main roster going to do with them or when are they going to leave or what's the situation there? You know, there's always that impending doom. I feel like in AEW, there's not that impending doom because they're just there and they're doing everything they can to promote their their brand. Yeah. You know, they're going to do everything they can to inspire you to enjoy wrestling, (laughs) you know, and it doesn't include having people lose in their hometown to get that heat. There's not that weird shit. No. There's not weird championship contender matches over and over again that don't make a yeah. lick of sense. Yeah. It's There's just like three matches for seemingly no reason. It's just an, an enjoyment of the sport of professional wrestling. And it's not supposed to be three hours that bogs you down. You know, it's supposed to get you hyped up and give you what you want. So you're going to want more of it. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. yeah, no, Trilly here in chat says even Champa Gargano was ruined. They did that weird half call up with everyone. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yep. It's exactly yep. right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot more stuff we'll talk. I know we're sort of scattershot right now just because it's been a crazy night. It's, it's been a still crazy it's night. still a lot to process. I'll be honest with you. It is. You know, we could. This it, is this it, is it, the it, first time. Sorry, let me cut you off real uh, quick. This is the first time in us doing this since 2014 that I've felt this way about a a singular show. Yeah. You know? And there's a lot to process, you know? 
I feel like there is just simply because it's hard to kind of zoom ahead in a number of years. You know, sitting here, it feels like a very important moment. It feels like a seminal show in, in modern history of wrestling. And I think your brain wants to kind of shoot ahead and think, okay, where is this going to go? Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be just fancy booking, dream match scenarios, or just kind of think, okay, in terms of business, what is this going to be for the wrestling industry as a whole? And, you know, part of me wants to just kind of exist in the now and soak it in yeah. and enjoy it. But it's hard not to just think, okay, what is this going to lead to? What is this going to lead to? What oh, is man, this going to yeah. lead to? You Possibilities know? are crazy. I know. So it's, it's trying to, I guess, just, let's get into the recap and then we can sleep on, on, on you know, thinking about the future. Before, <laughs> before we <laughs> hop into it, if you're watching us on YouTube, do us a huge favor. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to this in the audio realm, do us a huge favor. Leave us a rating, review, or a comment. I want to give a quick shout out also to our amazing group of mods here yes. at Going In Raw. Um, Ricky, Maggie, uh, Enforcer, obviously, you know, the yes. third man, uh, yeah. Dope, Bex, um, uh, J Mart. I know I'm going to miss some. B Man. Uh, uh, B Man, Patrick Sparks, Alex C, uh, Lou, mm-hmm. Rob. Yeah. Wayne, uh, Kirsten, Kirsten, Worm. Yeah. I, uh, I know I probably missed someone. I feel like I hate I, uh, that's Gareth I, Kaufman, the intern, of course, Kaufman, Gareth, yeah. Wayne. Yeah. Um, you guys are the absolute, absolute best. Did you say, did you say Bex? I said, I said, I said Bex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's hop into this. The kickoff show. The what do they call it? The buy-in is was it the buy-in, buy-in this time? Was it the buy-in, buy-in this time? Okay. It's always buy-in. Um, featured team uh, Hardy Family Office versus team Best Friends Jurassic Express. Yes, in ten man action, probably ten. Is that what it was? Yeah, something like that. Two tag yeah. teams and two singles guys. Well, if it's two tag teams and two singles, that'd be six on six. It'd be twelve man. Two tag. T- well, I meant two singles. You're right. You're right. I meant yeah. So it's four tag teams and two singles <laughs> is what I was getting at. Gotcha. Five on five, yeah. Jungle uh, Boy, we, Luchasaurus, we, Orange Cassidy, two other guys. We expected this to be a, a, a fast-paced bout to get the crowd into the show with the faces going over. That's exactly what we got. Hey, It was a lot of fun. By the way, did we run the table today besides the Women's Battle Royal? Yeah, yeah, we, we both ran, ran the, the table. table. Yeah, we did. This is a pretty predictable show and yet didn't uh, mitigate the enjoyment whatsoever. Right? I know. Right? It was insanely predictable, but it was amazing. It was amazing. Even Paul White well, QT Marshall was five stars. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but it was it, it didn't overstay its welcome at least. Did I say five? Thing, like, I meant one, sorry. In every like for example, I'll just throw this out there and we'll get back to the recap. For example, uh Eddie Kingston versus Miro. Oh. We all knew as a shoe in that Miro's gonna win. Yeah, of course. But going into it, you know, Eddie's like, I know your weakness and I'm gonna exploit it. And yeah. he did. Yeah. And it was enough to put doubt in your mind. And if it wasn't for that turnbuckle cover coming off, who knows what the, would have If happened. it wasn't for that son of a bitch, Bryce. Oh, Rumsberg. that that ref. I'm not even getting him the respect of saying his last name. But it sucked me into the story, you know? And I know some people are going to crow about that. Oh, it's a wonky. But look, the best show of every year is Triple Mania. All right? Triple A is no... They have literally a ref who actively... Uh, uh, works against certain people that he has beef with, and that's my favorite shit. If this is not your yeah. shit, that's fine. It's my shit, though. I mean, if every match had a perfectly 
clean finish. There's ways to advance stories there. I Boring. understand. <laughs> you gotta mix, but like I appreciate that AEW gives you a little bit of everything, you know, and they mix things up. As uh, 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 Griff mentioned in our chat, this is the second time that Bryce has screwed Eddie. There's a story building there, you know. And I, I love that sort kind of, like, of stuff, man. Sort of like the, 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 the story that Aubrey Edwards and Jericho have had. Like yeah, Jericho is right. a heel. She would always get in his face. Yeah. And it seemed like today she missed the, the foot on the rope. She was going to cost him his career. Yeah. It didn't work. Maybe not, the, the other ref came out and, and caught it. But it's like all those little details. It adds dimension and depth to the story. And I really appreciate that. Anyways, Hardy oh, family man, office. Oh, man. Somebody brought up. Oh, I'm sorry. Who is this in chat said... Um, uh, oh, uh, Stoinks Group says it's a wonky finish because Eddie will win the belt at the Arthur Ashe show. Could you imagine if Eddie won the title there? That'd be Holy, else. I didn't even think about that. That New York crowd? Oh, my gosh. Wow. That'd be something else. This is a lot of fun. It was basically a PWG match, this uh, Hardy family yeah, really office. Was. There is, like, really the was. ridiculous stuff. Where everybody has each other in a hole. Luchasaurus hits one guy in the middle, and they all go falling down. Yeah. Yeah, it's like dominoes. Um, yeah, all sorts of stuff going on. Jungle Boy ends up uh, getting the win for his team, tapping out Jack Evans? And um, Helico. And, and Helico, Helico, the other guy, okay. So then Hardy Family Office starts beating up Orange Cassidy. The Butcher returned. Yeah, the Butcher That was returned. cool to see him back. He lays out Orange. They're about to start cutting Orange Cassidy's hair. Then Jurassic Express, who I thought was still ringside, comes sliding back into the ring. Mm-hmm. As do Varsity Blondes. Uh, uh, Ten, John Silver is out there. Dante Martin as well. They all chase off Hardy Family Office. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, the main. Oh, after that, during the cut, we even mentioned this during the kickoff. There was a during the buy-in. Dan Lambert and his dudes are up there in the suite, and mm-hmm. uh, he talks some trash. He introduces the men of the year, and uh, basically they say we got to step outside our comfort zone and into the danger zone. And Lambert's like, "Yeah, you're gonna find out who I'm gonna set you up against." We've yeah. got these guys over here, and then who is it that had the super necessary? Is Jose Masvidal? There you go, that guy. Because Lambert asked him if, if this was all necessary, and Masvidal says super necessary. Yeah, that's his thing. Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I like Dan Lambert's a good promo. I'm interested to see where they go with this. You know what? I wouldn't mind if Lambert and his guys went to Cody Island after Malachi Black was done with them. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, 
Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Malachi moves away from Cody Island and they end up the new heavies of Cody Island. Have them take on because I, I don't care about Cody Island. And until they show me something else, I kind of don't care about these guys. I like Dan Lambert. I like Ethan Page. I like Scorpio Sky. Yeah. They haven't really done anything. I don't believe them as heels, though. They just seem like nice guys. Yeah, outside of the ring, they seem like nice guys. Uh, yeah, they do. But maybe, you know, they, they must think highly of them because if, the, to put them with Lambert. Yeah, Lambert's great. Oh, I think I froze. Hold on a second. Okay. Oh, you're okay on my end. We're you're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, main card kicked off with TNT title bout. Eddie Kingston challenging Miro. Eddie said, coming in, I'm going after your neck. He went after his neck. Yeah. Hit and Miro did it. Yeah. Hell of a job selling it. Like the first time Eddie hits an exploder, Miro rolls out of the ring and acts like he's like basically unconscious for, I don't know, 10 seconds or something. Yeah. Until Eddie comes back up and then he gets back up and he's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a hell of a job really selling. All right. This whole neck thing could be an issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, at one point, uh, Eddie hits him with a Saito. Miro gets up, kind of no sells it, so Eddie hits him another one, and then he sells that one, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, in the end, though, so the end saw uh, Miro, he's in the corner, hit a bunch of forearms on Eddie, hits a German suplex, and the process getting German suplex. Eddie pulls the the turnbuckle cover off the top turnbuckle. Right. So Miro hits a, a Moshka kick, looks for a game over, uh, sinks it in, Eddie grabs a bottom rope, and Miro's frustrated because it's the first time anybody has been in the game over and has it tapped out. Yeah. And so he picks up the, the turnbuckle cover. He's kind of frustrated, tosses it aside. So the ref grabs it and goes to put it back on. While he's doing that, Eddie hits the back fist, a DDT, which they've been kind of set up for a couple of weeks that Miro is kind of susceptible to. And because the ref is fixing the turnbuckle, he's late to make the cover. By the time he comes over there, Miro's had enough time to come to. Uh, he counts the pinfall. Uh, Miro kicks out. So Eddie's looking for a pile driver. Miro blocks that. Eddie hits some knees, tries to uh, send Miro to the exposed turnbuckle. Ref steps in front of him, so he can't send Miro in there. Mm-hmm. And that allows Miro to hit a low blow, hitting what? D's nuts. He redeemed D's nuts. Yeah, he did. And hits a pair of Moshka kicks to get the win. Yeah. Boy. Really fun match. Yeah, it's really fun. I love the story. I love the Bryce stuff. I was into it, man. Like, the execution of it really sucked me into the story. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we had Mox versus Kojima new by the way spoiler alert on GCW stuff hopefully you've seen it uh or you've heard about it new GCW champion John Moxley yep. came down with a GCW hoodie uh he was taking on Kojima of course uh I mean this is really good stuff Kojima it's insane that he can still go like this at 50 at 50 I know 3 50 oh he's actually 50. 50 okay I think okay. it's 50 on the dot I think someone in chat said he was 50 okay um 
Yeah, this is just, just really super physical stuff. I swear it was 53. Wasn't somebody else 50? No, he's 50? 50. 50, exactly. Okay, there you go. He'll turn 51 in September. Uh, in uh, nine days. Oh, nine days. Nine days from tonight. Nine days. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, this is fun stuff. Uh, it was good. It was good. What did Moxie get the win with? I think I turned away when he got the win, though. He, uh, he, uh, he tried for yeah, a paradigm shift like twice before, and then he, rever he uh, reversed a lariat to a paradigm shift, then hits another one for the win. Well, yeah, let's let's be honest, though, man. This match right here was set up for what happened after the match. For some Kaze Ninare, man. Yeah. Minoru Suzuki is an AEW. <laughs> his Tron shows up, oh. and I'm marking out. I know oh. whose Tron that is. Oh, man. Starts hearing Kaze Ninare. He walks down the ring after he leads the audience to sing He's along with the He's milking it with them. Yeah, yeah. He's like, everybody, listen. Listen, we're going to sing. So he's staring down with Mox. He takes his jacket off. He throws a forearm. They start trading elbows. Uh, and then Monero hits a, a boot. Mox responds to the lariat. No one's dropping yet. Mm -hmm. Mox goes for another lariat. Suzuki ducks that, sinks in a sleeper. Got style pile driver. They're getting a match Wednesday on Dynamite. This Wednesday on Dynamite. It's not like, oh, is this going to happen at Arthur Ashe? Is it going to happen? This Wednesday on Dynamite. This Wednesday. Less than nine days. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I know. It's crazy. Three days. Crazy. Three days from today. Isn't it? Three That's days. Three, three days. days. Yeah. Three days from tonight. Three days. It's crazy. And it's like Mox's homecoming is in Cincinnati. It's huge. Oh, my. Yeah. That's what they do. That's Give what they do. Give these two guys 20 minutes. And here's right? the thing. This is some of those matches where you don't need weeks of build. No. This is a match that sells itself because these two guys are going to beat the hell out of each other. This is something we've wanted to see for like ever since Mox escaped the prison. Well, they've had a match in, in oh yeah, but they've had a match in New Japan. Right? They had a match in New Japan, but it's like still like, man, this is going to be good in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, uh, after that, we had Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander for the women's title. Um, this was another just killer match. There was a mm -hmm. scary moment with a superplex, but Britt was okay. Um, the Probably one of the coolest moments of this match anyways was at one point Statlander heads up on the outside, and she is in danger of not beating the 10 count. And uh, Orange Cassidy, her best friend, gets fired up gets pumped up and starts like yelling, not yelling at her, but, you know, encouraging, encouraging her in a very, uh, 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 you know, passionate animated, way, animated, manner, animated yes. way, yeah. which obviously you don't see a lot from him. But he was like, come on, get most you can do it. You can do it. And yeah. It was like just a really cool moment. And we heard uh, anecdotally somebody in our chat or on Twitter, some I think it was in our chat said uh, the AMC movie theater he was in blew up over that over oh, that wow. moment, which, by the way, shout out to I, you know, I'd love doing this. This is great. I, there's a part of me that's jealous that I wasn't there tonight because that would have been just a magnum. You remember what All In was like and what yeah, Double or Nothing great. was like. It was all great. It's great. It's great being there for that. It's really great being there in person. Um, but like to do it in an AMC movie theater, that wrestling is more fun with friends and fans, yeah. you know, with yeah. other wrestling fans. Yep. One other thing to mention here uh, in this match is that Britt Baker hit a Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh sunrise. sunrise, man, and she did the gun. She did the pointing stuff. She hit a Panama sunrise. They call it a yep. Pittsburgh sunrise. Yep. A little foreshadowing uh, there, but you never think. You never like you know because we we figured out oh, it's possible. It's possible yeah. Cole's going to be there. Didn't think that it was a certainty at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after that, that gets her two count. She falls with a stomp. Uh, Statlander kicks out again. Britt locks on lockjaw. Statlander passes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Hell of a match. Really good. After that, we got an Andrade interview. He's asked if he's responsible for Pac's travel troubles. He says no. He asked Chavo. And Chavo's like, I even have American Airlines phone number. And even if I did, I didn't do it. So, of course, he canceled Pac's flight. Um, he says Pac isn't there because he's scared. He says the Lucha Brothers don't take Andrade up on his offer. Then that's just on them. And then Andrade hypes up his match against Pac uh, Friday on Rampage. Banger. Give him the entire hour. That'd be fantastic. Right. I'd be all about that. Speaking of uh, uh, awesome matches, this next match, match of the year contender, Lucha Brothers oh, yeah. versus Young Bucks with the tag titles in a steel cage. Man, I'll, I'll have to go back and watch this again. This is absolutely nuts. What was nuts also was the Lucha Brothers uh, entrance. And like a full-on, I don't know who it was, a couple of rappers doing their, their stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, they had some like crazy awesome like head like headgear stuff and they just look like their and their gear their even their ring gear was just off the hook. Amazing. Amazing. It was it was absolutely great. Uh Nick Jackson sporting a full on Hogan uh blonde stash and black yeah. beard. Yep. Uh but uh yeah, this dude, this match is cage match for the tag <laughs> titles. Absolute absolutely nuts. I mean Let's fast forward to the shoe. You want to talk about the shoe? So Cutler's on the outside vlogging. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the Young Bucks have the Lucha Brothers down. Cutler has a bag. Throws mm-hmm. the bag. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, let me see if I can do this. He throws the bag over. Matt, perfect throw. Goes right to Matt Jackson. He, he botches the, the catch, but it was a perfect throw. Perfect throw. So he sits down. He looks at the camera. Says, I bet you want to know what's in here. Opens it up. And says, Travis Scott, Jordan 1. Yeah. And but you look at With, the bo- yes. look at the bottom of it, and it's got a bunch of thumbtacks sticking out of it, right? Just covered, covered the whole soul. It's covered. So uh, he loads one up for Phoenix. Penta flies in, willing to take the kick. So he does. He eats the kick, and then they go to the corner and they start ramming Penta's head. Even before even before all that though, Penta already had his mask ripped off. He was bleeding so. He was bleeding some. By the time they were done with him, his entire face was, it was just a bleeding red on my monitor. Like it was all pixeling and stuff because it was, and then they go to close up, but it was just red. It was like flare red. Yeah. Nuts. He bled a ton. So the Young Bucks were using that shoe for a spell eventually, though. Uh, Phoenix gets his hands on it. Um, there's this great bit. So Lucha Brothers set up for their finish, and then Nick pushes Phoenix into the cage. Uh, but uh, Phoenix catches onto the cage and he starts climbing. Nick follows. Well, then Penta and Matt uh, pull them down and then hit stereo package pile drivers on each other's partners on the apron. And so they start getting into hockey fight. Uh, well, I wrote too many names here. Oh, so it, eventually that leads to Penta hitting a, a Canadian destroyer on Matt Jackson off the top rope. Avalanche destroyer. Nuts. That was crazy. Nuts. So uh, Nick is helping Matt up. They're all trading chops, and they trade. They're essentially going around the horn with super kicks. Yeah, yeah. And they did it like two or three probably, times. Yeah. It was great. Uh, finally, though, uh, Penta and Matt hit to a double clothesline spot. Lucha Brothers hit their finish on Nick. Matt breaks up the pin, and then Penta's like, "Hey, Phoenix, climb the top of the cage." We're all so freaking Phoenix out at this point. Climbs the top of the cage. So then Nick super kicks Penta to to break up because he's got Matt in package pile driver position. And then he starts climbing up. <laughs> and so he's about to, I don't know, he's almost up. And then Phoenix, like he does on the top rope, kind of walks on the top of the cage and kicks Nick off. <sighs> hits a splash on the Young Bucks. And then the Lucha Brothers hit the the assisted pile driver, package pile driver to get the win. Man. Fantastic stuff. Just, Just absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. 
and the crowd was just going nuts. And it's like, man, I don't know what you do. I mean, after this, they had the, the Casino Battle Royal, which is great because Battle Royals are, number one, really fun. But they mm-hmm. build and build and build. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, it, was, it was good. But, man, the crowd was not, I mean, a crazy good crowd tonight. Um, yeah. yeah, just absolutely. And you're 100% right. Match of the year candidate. You know, definitely one to consider. I'll have to go back and rewatch it because, God dang, what a great match. Uh, after that, we had the Women's Casino Battle Royal. Um, I did not write a whole lot down besides Ruby being the Joker. So I don't know if you want to like get too deep into the eliminations. Or I mean, I, I have, there. I have who, who was in each group and who eliminated who, but I mean, in terms of stories being told in, uh, in the battle Royal, you know, it's sort of the familiar stuff like, you know, Ty Conti, Bunny, Anna J and Penelope Ford. were all going at it at various times. Um, Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose would go. You know, back and forth on occasion. Jade Cargill got eliminated, I think, by Nyla Rose. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah that was Jade, kind of a I think, big eliminated deal. three, three or four people. Yeah. 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 Um, Ruby had which her... would be good because that'd be hopefully that sets up a real feud for Jade that'll get her on Dynamite on a regular basis. Yeah, I, you would hope so. Um, Ruby has the the rancid uh, Ruby Soho song, which is pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. She had a huge react. The crowd when when it was counting out because they had a countdown to the Joker. The crowd was all chanting Ruby Soho, so they all yep. knew. I mean, they were all, yep. and I mean, I can't imagine what that would be like for Ruby to hear that and to come out. And it was obvious she was emotional about it. Yep. Um, so the finish came down to Nyla, Ruby, and Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. Thunder uh, uh, Rosa eliminated Nyla. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the remaining two, her and Ruby, went at it back and forth. They go to do a bunch of apron stuff. Uh, Ruby ends up fin- uh, hitting her finish. What does she call that? Uh, it was a riot kick in. Oh, WWE. okay. It oh, it's going to be something different then. Yeah. Um, so she she hit that on uh, on Thunder Rosa for the win. So she's going to get a shot against uh, Britt Baker. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and the crowd was going crazy for that too. So be interesting to see how this shakes out, man. I feel like she's a jolt to the women's division. They've got mm-hmm. a couple of really, you know, now that Thunder Rosa obviously has been signed for a couple months now. I feel like they got some really good pieces in place. You got to really start pushing that on Dynamite and Rampage. Exactly. As a featured thing, you really do. I mean, you got you got Jade, who's a star. Jade Cargill is an absolute star. Um, and like I said, now hopefully, if she's going to get into the story with Nyla, they'll that's something they actually push on Dynamite and really start to establish her. It's going to be as, interesting. You're going to force the women's division. I think you got to have her. I think that Jade needs to have a couple of feuds first with with people like like Ruby is a amazing wrestler, mm-hmm. just a fantastic. And you want because Jay does not have that many matches under her belt. And she is a little like even tonight with some of the moves she was doing. She she can be a bit one dimensional because she's got such a great look. It's kind of all she needs. But she I do feel like she's going to need some reps before they get her to the point where she'd be more featured, you know, like a real title threat. Um, and so that's why you have her in there with. You know, with Ruby, with Thunder Rosa, people who really know how to how to teach, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with Jade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, we had MJF, who was trolling us from the very beginning. They had the countdown, so Whoa, they emulated the yeah. OWB countdown. And then, uh, rather than you know, like the fireworks go off and, and the and the letters turned over, it says Jericho. It said Jericho's final match. No break the walls down, of course not. But yeah. Um, yeah. MJF comes out to his theme. Jericho next. Uh, this is a fun match. MJF it was, had a nice looking robe. 
Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun match where MJF, of course, is working over uh, Jericho's arm, setting him up for uh, the Fujiwara armbar. Jericho hits uh, MJF with the apron bomb, and after that, MJF is really selling back. Mm-hmm. So towards the end, Wardlow makes his way out. Hager falls him. They end up brawling back to the back. This distracts Aubrey Edwards, the ref. So MJF grabs Floyd, Jericho's bat, hits him with it, mm-hmm. falls with the Judas effect. Uh, Aubrey comes over, counts the pinfall. Jericho gets his foot on the rope, but Aubrey doesn't see it. Yeah. So we think MJF wins, but no, there's another ref ringside. And he tells Aubrey, no foot was on the rope. So the match is restarted. So yeah. as soon as they ring the bell for the restart, Jericho rolls with MJF gets the two. That gets with two. He goes for a Judas effect. MJF ducks that. He locks on the Fujiwara arm bar. Uh, Jericho eventually gets uh, out of that into the walls of Jericho. Max, MJF, is trying to get to the middle, the bottom rope. Jericho pulls him back to the middle of the ring. MJF taps. I think, and it's all pro- set up over that that apron powerbomb, you know. Yeah, yes, it was a beautiful. It was a very simple story, mm-hmm. but MJF sold it like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe this is the first time we've seen him tap, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Um, so I think when he lost to Mox, it was probably a, a, a paradigm shift. I would guess. Yeah. I would guess. I'd double check on that. Um, so Jericho, he gets to keep wrestling. Inner Circle come down to the ring to celebrate with him. Uh, after that, we get a Darby Allen short film where they he's got himself a helicopter somehow, and he's pulling up a body bag that says "Best in the World" on it. Mm-hmm. And so the helicopter, you know, is 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 up in the air, and then Darby jumps out of the helicopter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we assume he landed safely because he made it to the match. But, yeah, uh, it was like how he it was like a Reggie situation where he had like some sort of uh, uh, trampoline, maybe, or uh, some sort of padding. You know, perhaps a, a, a bed mattress, maybe. I don't know. Um, uh, CM Punk had pants. He did have pants. So some people match, had yes. noted that, like, on one of his indie runs, he wore pants. I had never seen that before. He wore short. In Ring of Honor, he wore, like, basketball shorts. I I, pants. Early in his indie days, he, he would wear basketball shorts, too. I've seen those, but somebody in chat, and I could be completely. Even I mean, in TNA, he wore wrong. the basketball shorts. He wore the basketball shorts, yeah, yeah, until he got to WWE. So I don't know what. Yeah. I've never seen him wear pants. Yeah, uh, but uh, I thought they looked fine on him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe razz him up a little bit, put some shiny stuff on it. Translucence, perhaps? Well, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I always like that. Why do you think he wore pants? I wonder if anybody asked him in the media scrum. I know there's an Adam Cole media scrum. I was going to try to get some info on Oh, that. interesting. Interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Self-conscious about his thighs, perhaps. Maybe. You never know. You never know, right? <laughs> Would you, what would you be, trunks guy or pants guy? I'd be a pants guy. Yeah, I'd be a pants guy. I have very, I have very hairy legs. I would I'd be, be I would be a that. Kevin Owens type, sleeveless shirt, basketball shorts. That's what I'd be. Yeah, can't go wrong with that. See, um, for me, I have, I have hairy legs and I have skinny legs. Yeah, okay. so I'd wear pants. Yeah. Um, story of this match basically at first, CM Punk learning how to wrestle again. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of hip tosses. Uh, it's it's holds. Rest hold, <laughs> yeah. Um, early on, almost catches Darby with a GTS. Darby gets out of it and freaks out, goes to the outside. Uh, he gets a shit in, though, gets a stunner. Uh, Punk hits a GTS, but again, ring rust. Darby ends up flying out of the ring because of it, and Punk goes yeah. after him. He's like, oh, God damn it. Well, even even before the GTS, though, is, is uh, Punk sends Darby into the corner, and instead of uh, Darby, you know, just taking the, the bump in the corner on the turnbuckle, 
he like goes parallel to the ring, flings himself out of the ring and like clips the ring post and tumbles to the floor. And from yeah. that point on, Punk's more or less working Darby's midsection. Got a lot of abdominal stretches and such. But then, yes, he does hit that GTS. Darby tumbles out to the floor uh, later on. Uh, so Darby beats that 10 count. So Punk's uh, gets he gets back in. Punk starts hitting some forearms, a running knee, basically a rainmaker. He's calling for the GTS. He mm-hmm. picks up Darby, but Darby just collapses. Mm-hmm. So he picks him up again. Darby elbows out of the GTS. Punk rolls out of the ring, and Darby just lays into him with a suicide dive. Goes up top, hits a swanton off the top rope to the floor, which sends Punk crashing to the floor, obviously. He puts Punk in the ring, climbs to the tops, looking for a coffin drop, and right as he's about to make contact with Punk, Punk just sits up. <laughs> and he laughs. Yeah. He laughs like, hey, I got a couple tricks left. Yeah. Still got the veteran savvy. Yeah. So he's kind of... Uh, Soaking in that moment. Darby rolls him up, though. Mm-hmm. Punk kicks it out right into a GTS attempt. Darby catches the knee, locks on Last Supper. Punk, Punk kicks out of that. Yeah. It hits a Lake Lariat. And then Darby finds his way on Punk's shoulders like an electric tear position. And then Punk works him around into GTS. Bang, hits it to get the win. Afterwards, Sting walks down to the ring. Pretty much everybody shakes hands. They're all friends now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, so, uh, I am looking at Denise Salcedo's, uh, Twitter account because she mm-hmm. is, uh, at the media scrum. Oh, so cool. shout out to Denise. She's like the hardest working person in this freaking yeah, business. She's she great. Absolutely she's great. fantastic. Uh, so follow her on Twitter, uh, check out her YouTube channel. She is terrific. I'll, I'll post yes. the, uh, her links down in the description because I'm taking from her Twitter account right now for our show. Um, so about this CM Punk, uh, tells Dave Meltzer that it was really the way AEW talent handled Brody Lee's passing that convinced him to go to AEW, thought it was special. And he said the Sting handshake was not something that was planned. Sting just did it. He just decided to hmm. go and do it. Um, so, yeah, and then when we talk about uh, Adam Cole, she's got some, oh, and then the, the Ruby Soho stuff, uh, she says that uh, apparently today was the first day that uh, Tony Khan has actually met Ruby Soho. Probably saw those cool vignettes. It was like, we've got to get this person because she seems really cool. Um, she said that she, uh, Ruby was sad leaving WWE because she made a lot of lifelong friends, but she was okay closing that chapter. She knew instantly she wanted to go to AEW and was simply hoping there was a place for her there. Um, she said she hopes the women on the AEW roster help bring out a new side of her. She wants to go out there and have good matches while also elevating the women's division. Um, she says she's trying not to get emotional as she talks about the fan reception from the show today. 
says it felt like home immediately from the moment they got there. That's the kind of stuff you just love to hear, you know? So uh, Denise just posted uh, about the, the media scrum. Adam Cole says he was so excited about his debut tonight, his legs were shaking. Calls <laughs> it a highlight of his life. Yeah. Uh, he said uh, he had an excellent four-year experience with WWE, but he knew for a while he wanted to come to AEW and said it was a fairly easy decision to make. Hmm. He said the talk with Vince went great, and they talked about several things, and he did not have a bad experience with them. Um, he says he feels like he can talk to Tony Khan about anything and that his love for pro wrestling is contagious. Tony said all this happened very quickly, and he said his mom is the only person he's had time to speak with since tonight. Oh, So, uh, yeah, it's uh, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo, S-A-L-C-E-D-O. So... Go follow Denise. She got a lot. Of, she had like the, the the interview with Bianca Belair that blew up over there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, after the SummerSlam match. Um. So yeah. Such of that, uh, we it was announced that Full Gear will be November thirteenth. Yeah. So I think they pushed it a week, and I think they initially announced it for the weekend prior. Ah. Oh. I think it double or nothing. Ooh, ah, and then we got our main event. Oh man. QT Marshall oh, versus wow. Paul White happened as advertised. Lasted about as long as we thought it would. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think maybe we just got a little too too much on our in our heads about this one. You know, it's like uh, seems pretty cut and dry. <laughs> QT's a bad guy. Yeah. Big Show's a good guy. This seemed like a thank you to Big Show match. I don't see yeah. him wrestling a whole lot. He he moves like a guy who's put that many years on his body and is that size and he's done all those things. You know, he doesn't move mm-hmm. great, uh, but they made him a monster. Uh, you know, he threw the the other factory guys around a little bit, and then uh, yeah. choke slam QT Marshall all in about five minutes, maybe. Oh, I think less than that, probably. I'd yeah, say three or less. Could be, could be. They moved by pretty quick. Uh, then uh, we got a Malachi Black promo. He's got a match against Dustin on Dynamite. Um, he says uh, he wants Dustin as mad as possible because the angrier he gets, the more predictable he is. And he says, in case you have calmed down, I remind you of the, all the reasons you're mad. He, details all the things he've done he's done to uh, nightmare <clears throat> family members culminating with cody and says you know hey i i bent a crutch around cody so bad he hasn't come back yet yeah so cody's gonna come back very soon hopefully malachi will just finish off the nightmare family and then he'll already move on and then cody will come back he'll wait for malachi to leave that'd be ideal Maybe. I don't want Cody Maybe. to get that win back, man. Uh, before really that, that we did have a Mox promo as well, just building, oh, yeah, up, sorry. building up his match on Dynamite, and then he punctuated it by saying, welcome to the jungle. It was just sort of a typical Mox promo. It was good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we had our main event for the AEW title, Christian Cage, future Hall of Famer, taking on Kenny Omega, your AEW champion. I mean, he had seven years. I don't know what what would preclude him from I mean, ever, I don't know the whole story you know, about why he didn't get in the Hall of Fame for seven years. I don't know if there was any reasons why he didn't want to do it. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just saying that he was gone for seven years and he didn't make it in. So, uh, or he didn't want to go in. I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing to suggest that he didn't want to go in, is my point. You know, the fact is he didn't go in. So he's not a Hall of Famer. But, anyways, regardless, this was a decent match. You know, Kenny carried it. Uh, there was uh, a couple little table spots here and there. Uh, Kenny putting a table drape and a table over Christian Cage. And oh, uh, he does that. And <laughs> blasting him through it. Christian got, he got a little big old chunk cut. Uh, there in his midsection. Um, Christian blasted Kenny with a spear to the back and then another one to the front. That only got him two. Uh, Callus brought out the elite, uh, but uh, they were taken out pretty quickly. And then uh, uh, Christian hit the end prettier, 
My dude Kenny kicked out at half of one, just a half, <laughs> buried it. No, it was like a two, it was a close two. Yeah. Um, but still, he kicked out of the unprettier. Uh, and then uh, Kenny hits the uh, he, he hits a, a, a top rope one winged angel yeah to get the win yep. wow yep I'm not kicking out of that way you know respect to the impact champion though that you know they 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 showed him the respect of hitting him with a top rope one winged yep. angel yeah. to make it a bit more difficult to go maybe he could have kicked out of a regular one I don't think it could have but it's the well, impact champion never got the opportunity so Never know, I guess. Exactly. So after the match, uh, so the Good Brothers would come out earlier, and of course, Christian fended them off pretty easily because of the Good Brothers. Um, so they're ringside still. Young Bucks, who are all beat the heck, they lump out to the ring. They they uh, get in the ring. They start beating up Christian. Jurassic Express come out to try to make the safe. They get overwhelmed by the elite. Even then, crowd starts chanting, yes, yes, yes. So Kenny grabs a mic and says, Chicago, when are you finally going to understand? I don't care about your hometown heroes. No one is on my level. I've proven it. doesn't matter where I go. But when I when it comes to AW title, the only people who could have a chance at beating me either aren't here, are tired, or already dead. Already dead. The lights come down. They come back up. It's Adam Cole, baby. Oh man, huge, Jeez. huge, freaking out, freaking out. Great. He Great. goes. So he goes he- to the ring, and uh, he's jawing at them, and they're freaking out a little bit. And then, oh, super kicks Jungle Boy right in the dumb head. And he hugs them, and they give him the big kiss right and right, right for the camera right there. Yeah. And he gets on the mic. He said, "It's official. The elite are the most dominant faction in this business, and there's no chance in hell anyone's going to stop us." Well, he prefaced it by saying, "All right, it's story time with Adam Cole." Yeah, he's, you guys want story time with Adam Cole, baby? I haven't heard that the whole time he's in WWE because he did the baby thing also when he got in there. He did the baby to yeah. them. Oh, he, he really leaned out. into that one. He too. milked it. Yeah, so Kenny gets back on the mic. Says, "All right, that's that. Time to give the crowd a happy ending, uh, or send them home happy." And so he thinks, "No, he said happy ending. He made very sure to say happy ending." And then he's cut off by Fly the Valkyries. We all know whose theme song that is. Brian Danielson is all elite. And then it was like a weird beat after that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and so the whole crowd's chanting yes. And so he, I don't think he's maybe allowed to do this. He just did this. So he walks down the ring like this. You know, he kind of the way he kind of walks sideways down the ramp. Yeah, um, it's great. Crowd is eating it up. It's fantastic. So he hits the ring. He's checking on on Jurassic Express, and then uh, he starts brawling with the the young bucks and the good brothers. Rusty Elite as Kenny makes his escape, and he's kicking the heck. I forgot who it was in the corner. It was Nick. It was Nick. He's kicking the heck out of the corner. Yeah. Hits him with a huge German suplex, mm-hmm. a knee plus. Yeah, the elite flee, and we get a uh, Christian Daniel or Brian Danielson. Uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy standing in the ring as the show ends. Just huge, nuts. huge, absolutely nuts, massive. Man, what a night! What an absolute night! We will be back tomorrow at noon Pacific. Hey, tomorrow's Eastern. your birthday too. Woo-woo, my birthday. Hey, I can't ask for a bit, man. Now that the show's basically done, I can't ask for. It's not even my birthday yet. I woke last night. I was up late. And I retained. I ran the table. You know, I we had to. This. this is old news. Well, this is not on the podcast. Ran the table at oh, New okay. Japan. All right. Retaining a, a, a big IWG Pete. Huge, huge moment, right? And then not only was tonight like my favorite pay per view, maybe of all time. It was really good. I retained. Well, he tied. He tied. AEW. Did we actually tie tonight? 
Yeah, we tied. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That goes down as because I'm keeping track of all this stuff. It goes down as a tie. Yeah. Goes down as well, a like tie. I said, like I said earlier, you know, I got Ultimo status. I had all four belts we had at the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm first to do it. You're great. You're great. So you're awesome. So like when you win at fantasy football or race GTA, you know, I can just kind of take the rest of predictions off. As far as I'm concerned. You feel good about yourself. You let new, fresh talent, hungrier talent come up. Sure. You I'm know, putting over the new talent now. I've, I've reached the top of the mountain. Will you be Hall now of Fame status? We else. don't know. Uh, you know, unknown. It might I mean, be it's a, the first. It's the first. They've achieved the first. Yeah. If, you know, right. Now we got the enforcer do doing this. Yeah. Uh, so it's a new thing. Like now it's a real competition, you know. So, uh, so anyways, you know, I mean, you're a little run was great. A little, you're a little, a little, little <laughs> no, nah, man, you're great. Listen, you're great. Uh, so yeah, it's been a hell of a, uh, the precursor to my birthday and tomorrow's my birthday and it's going to be more good stuff. Cause I get to hang out with you and talk about wrestling, dude. Exactly. Anyways, thanks everybody. I'll have to ask in. you how to make, uh, uh, do those pictures with you with a mustache and no hair. Uh, put one of those up for your birthday. Yeah, there, you you stuff, there you go. There you go. Try to find the old ball Steve picture I did myself. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. It's got to be somewhere. It's probably on like well, I don't know sh- one oh. of our Instagrams. Did you find it? Would you look at that? Did you just name the file Bald Steve? <laughs> I bet you did, didn't you? Of course I did. You typed in Bald Steve and it came up. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Anyways. Oh, Brian is up for the media scrum now. That's cool. Oh, cool. Let's just see if Denise has anything. Denise, hardworking, doesn't even know that she's working for us right now. Denise, there you are. And, oh, here we go. Brian Danielson says it was an internal battle because he did love working in WWE, but he wanted one part of his life to be wild, hence what brought him to AEW. (laughs) Oh, that's great. We'll get we'll, we'll wrap up all this stuff tomorrow on the news brief. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll get all I that. I feel like there's gonna be a lot it. to get through tomorrow. I think you're probably right. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Twitch chat, stick around. We'll hang out for a little bit. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.